This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at afsp.org slash talkawaythedark. At some point, you're gonna start losing your mind if you keep thinking about it. What are you so afraid of now? At some point, you'll have to start living your life instead of thinking about it, daydreaming about it. This is Reset. I'm Esther Yunji Kang in for Sasha Ann Simons. That track I'm talking over right now in a very cool way? Yeah, that's Bad State from Chicago artist Sen Morimoto. It's on Sen's new album, Diagnosis, which drops November 3rd. But today, we're having a little listening party to some of the new songs. So this is the third album from the DIY superstar, and it takes on big systems like the music industry and capitalism. Reset host Sasha Ann Simon started that conversation asking Sen how it feels to have another album under his belt. I feel like every time I put out an album, it, it feels like the culmination of my life up until this point. And so naturally, it's kind of like a jarring and, and freaky feeling sharing it with everyone. But it does feel really good to kind of start the next chapter. Yeah. I love that you use chapters as, as a reference there because you've said before on the show that you use songwriting almost like a journal. Totally. A lot of introspection, um, trying to process emotion, right? And this album, I feel, flips the mirror on society. Absolutely. Why are you doing that? Uh, I felt when I started writing this record, you know, I'd been touring for a couple years. I'd put out a couple albums. I'd done the whole press cycle thing. And and uh, and it was all sort of collapsing. You know, we'd gone through the pandemic and all the shows were canceled. And then when we were coming back, it's like... Everything is harder for artists to get out there and do what they have to do. You know, it's rising costs of gas and and lodging and, you know, unsafe show conditions. All and, the things. And all the things were happening. And uh, I had spent, you know, a couple albums figuring out basically like everything that was wrong with myself, trying to like really figure out why I was this way, what was causing all this anxiety. And, and when I started sitting down to write new songs, I realized that what was really eating at me was not really like my personality or my own difficulties with my mind, but um, just these uh, larger uh, patterns and functions of the systems that we live in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So naturally, that's just sort of where the songs ended up going. I love that. Uh, let's hear another song then. This this one's a recent single. It's, a, I think, a great representation of what we're actually talking about right now. It's called Diagnosis. Oh, it's a 22. You live a long life feeling bad for being you. You run away from love. You don't even mean to. You ask a stranger in the mirror what they see in you. That's not what I love for you. You're so misunderstood. 
So I love this song and I love your video. It's a Thank pretty you. wild music video. Um, it's dystopian, it's satirical, maybe a little autobiographical? A little, yeah. It's definitely exaggerated, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for listeners who aren't familiar just yet, what's the song about? And describe that music video, because it is super cool. Totally, yeah. Diagnosis is the title track of the album, and it's sort of the most clear-cut uh, part of the story of my experiences in the music industry and also just um, coming to terms with the ways in which capitalism affects like every aspect of our lives. Um, so that first verse is sort of talking about um, these moments we have in our daily life. You know, we're all caught up in the same rat race, no matter what industry you're in, trying to figure it out month to month. Mm -hmm. and, and you'll have a moment where you're filling up gas, you got to get gas to get to work, and you start thinking about where that oil is coming from and the, you know, monstrosities that had to take place for that to arrive at your hands. And that can just freeze you up and, and start to feel like it's larger than something anybody can handle or start to mm -hmm. solve on their own. And then you just got to get back in the car and go to work like nothing happened. And right. Do it all over again. Exactly. And so like that sort of uh, Orwellian like double think thing that drives us crazy, I think, while we're just trying to survive, too, is what informed that track. And then, so for the music video, we took more of a satirical play at it, um, which uh, we cast uh, Alex Grelly, who's like a fantastic uh, comedy and dragon music artist mm -hmm. in Chicago, as the sort of big, bad music industry executive, sort of like the culmination of all the corruption of capitalism. Yep. Um, in this story where a you know gas station clerk who's an aspiring musician, gets picked up and signs away his soul for fame and uh, ends up trapped in the studio, uh, forced to make, you know, whatever, jingles. For... A lot of location changes in this. Yeah, <laughs> we like, shot... How many days did they take to shoot this? We shot over uh, only a couple days, but we were moving around the city to different spots like uh, studio spaces, warehouse spaces, and... Um, uh, and uh, a little shop, actually, that I love... Uh, in Chicago yeah, for the opening scene there. Yeah, yeah exactly nice this is obvious but you know there there are very few Taylor Swifts and Beyonce's out there right yeah uh, so one I, of each yeah <laughs> just they're, they're one of each exactly one of one uh, so I want to give you a chance to talk about your experience as a, as a smaller artist trying to make music an actual career which is something that this album as you said is is focused on totally it's it's Part of what's been really exciting about this process of, of writing these songs and trying to sort of start these conversations in my music is that it's something that I've been discussing with my peers and my close friends for a long time. You know, everyone I know is kind of struggling in these similar ways where um, there's just not a lot of spaces to have dialogue about these things so that independent artists have all the information they need to make smart decisions and not end up being taken advantage of, you know. It's uncommon or even frowned upon for artists to share what kind of offers they're getting from whatever it is, labels, shows, uh, you know, brand partnerships or whatever they're, they're doing, you know, and that ends up, that discomfort with even asking what the norm is or figuring out, you know, sharing notes is what ends up making a lot of artists not know how to navigate without being taken advantage of. Yeah. Good point. You know, and as you, you mentioned the, the music video for, for that song, we just played diagnosis. 
you got a cast of characters in there, right? You've got, yeah. you know, Alex Grelly, Kaina, Namdi, um, folks that, uh, you know, Chicagoans who are deep in the DIY scene, they're definitely going to recognize for sure. Totally. Um, but to you, they're just friends. Yeah. So was it important to you to make this commentary on the music industry with all your friends around? Like, especially because they're in the trenches with you and they're dealing with that troubling reality that you just described of being a musician right now? Totally. These are all the people that I have this conversation with, like on a daily basis, you know, we're meeting up and we're talking about what we're going through. So naturally when I'm putting the music video together, it's like, you guys want to talk about this? Like publicly want to talk about this? And uh, mm -hmm. so that part's really exciting too, to get to do it with my kind of chosen family. Another thing that you ponder in this album is questioning existing power structures. So let's play St. Peter Blind. This is um, quite the image that you're painting, grappling with uh, defining your own morality and balance. You often do some interesting things with the rhythm in your music. Uh, I, I think it's part of the reason why I really like Diagnosis, too. I was just like, oh, I feel like I can shuffle. I feel like I can do so many different <laughs> dance moves to this. Um, the drums in this song, though, in particular, they're all over the place. But totally. in a great way. Um, talk about that, using that almost... Uh, disorienting rhythm to, to add to the concepts that you're discussing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, St. Peter Blind is sort of about the chaos of life and how if you're looking for someone else to define um, morality or, or make sense of the universe for you, you're never going to find it. It's sort of a sea of chaos. And that's what the drums and the guitars and the 808s and all the background vocals, everything is kind of like swarming around you to to show sort of the backdrop to everything that we're experiencing. Mm. Um, and then the lyrics ultimately are just trying to say, like, you have to make sense of it yourself because no one's going to do that for you. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, that is Chicago artist Sen Morimoto. He's got a new album that's coming out next month, and we're talking about it. You can get a sneak preview of the album this Sunday at Chi-Town Movies in Pilsen. Now, speaking of a sneak preview, Sen, here's another track. This one's Field Change. It pessimistic in this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if it comes from this place of like deep exhaustion or heartbreak yeah um this song is really kind of a song about uh duality of this thought it's the first half is about 
uh, how hard it is to accept change. You know, I'm um, talking about the music industry changing, the way we relate to each other changing, social media turning every moment of your life into content and like being uncomfortable with that change. Uh, talking about a breakup and how hard it is to accept life changing in, in serious ways. And so the chorus leads to me asking uh, or just saying, you know, I feel like nothing should change. Mm -hmm. The second verse uh, kind of flips it around and I'm talking about the dangers of not wanting anything to change. You know, I'm talking about something as small as like, I mean, it's not small, but like impersonal as the crumbling infrastructure of even like the roads in Chicago. I'm talking about driving over the same pothole I've been driving over for four years and it's still there. Um, I'm talking about uh, all these things that you wish for to change yeah. and it starts to feel like nothing ever will change. And so it's sort of about that, Push that tug pull. of rope. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I know so many people that are, um, that struggle with change. Yeah. It's really difficult. That's I mean, never been a thing for me. I, I think I, I don't know why. Um, you're just down. You're like, pull the bandaid off. Let's for go. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. For the I'm, most part. And that, I don't know where it comes from. Cause yeah. I, I don't really see it like in both my parents, definitely not my mother. <laughs> She'll be the first <laughs> to tell you like, no, don't change a thing. Mom got a shout out. You are good with change. <laughs> shout out to Anne-Marie. <laughs> heck, heck yeah. Mom's listening. As we talk about change, I wonder if you find that to be a hard mental place to, to stay in while you're writing the song. Yeah, um, I feel like personally, I, I kind of relate more to your side of things about being comfortable with change. Like I wanted to touch on how there were parts of me that are uncomfortable with change, but really the feeling that sat with me for a lot of this album was like a fear that things couldn't change. Mm -hmm. And what I was hoping to find at the end of it all is just the ability to imagine better futures for everything. Because sometimes the way information is spread around can feel so final. Like everything is going to hell and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, fear mongering is a big thing. Exactly. And there's plenty to be fearful of. And there's most things are kind of bad, <laughs> but it doesn't yeah, mean a lot we shouldn't of bad be able to. Right now. Exactly. Yeah. We should hopefully still be able to imagine a better world, you know. Let's talk about that special event that we've been teasing. Uh, you're at uh, Chi-Town Movies, the Pilsen Drive-In Theater, a listening party and a movie screening. That sounds exciting. I've actually never heard of Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, it's a, um, it's like a 1970s sort of campy horror rock opera okay. about the music industry. Which, not too many spoilers now. Not too many spoilers. I won't say what happens in it, but uh, it, uh, it actually it was not a movie I had seen until I was working on the diagnosis video with uh, New Trash, who are the video folks that I worked on the video with. And I was like, I want Grelly in this video. I want him to play this sort of like satanic evil music industry guy. And they were like, oh, like Phantom of the Paradise. And I was like, mm. what is that? So I went and checked it out and I was just mind blown. You know, sometimes you hear an album or you watch a movie or read a book and it feels like it could have been written now the same things are going on and the same critique of it exists. And that's how I felt about this film. So I was excited to do a drive-in event because we could listen to the album in the car. And yeah. then I thought like... Which you've said is your your favorite way to listen to an album. Absolutely. It's how I check mixes, mastering, everything. Every time I need to make sure I'm good with how a record sounds, I go in the car and I listen to it. So that's where I've heard this album like way too many times. <laughs> but I really want that to be the experience It's for that folks. good attendees are going to get the same experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for folks to hear it that way. So where can people find out more about the, the listening party? Yes. Uh, go to, you know, 
all my social media accounts and you'll find links to the RSVP. It's a free event or go to tinyurl.com slash diagnosis drive-in and uh, it'll give you all the info you need, parking, snacks, all that. It's there. Um, and yeah, just keep up with me on social media. I'll, I'll be posting updates and everything. Yeah. So before we let you go, I want you to remind our listeners, the new album Diagnosis, it's out November 3rd, but that's not it. Tell us about the release show that's at Thalia Hall. Yes, I am so, so excited to bring these songs to life with the beautiful band, a lot of the folks who worked on the album. We are playing Talia Hall on November 25th. Um, I'm so stoked to play in Pilsen. It's right down the street from where we're doing the drive-in, so it's all kind of Perfect. locked in. And yeah, get to hear it live. We got the horns, we got the full band. It's going to be a whole thing. Any plans for a tour? I'm doing a few uh, select shows, kind of similar release party vibes in uh, Philly, Brooklyn, Massachusetts, and L.A. Um, after the Talia show. But, That's awesome. Yeah. He sends back. That's Sen Morimoto, Chicago DIY musician with a new album, Diagnosis. It's out early next month. Now, a reminder, you can see a special screening of Phantom of the Paradise and get an early listen of this new album at Chi-Town Movies. That's a drive-in theater in Pilsen, and it's this Sunday. Thank you so much for coming in, Sen. Thank you so much for having me. So we're going out on one more song. What do you have? I was thinking I would play For Scythia, which is the second to last track on the album. It's the only rec uh, record on the album that is in both English and Japanese. And um, it's about the words that we have in different languages for words that don't exist in others. Mm, beautiful. Silence in the shadow of Insecurities come to light Moving overnight like The Physithia tree out the window from me And every night the dark comes to illuminate That episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Ethan Schwab, who also edited the episode along with Dan Tucker. Looking for more music recommendations and cool stuff to do around the city? Our daily newsletter was made for you. Sign up at wbez.org slash recent news. That's it for this pod. I'm Esther Yunji Kang and for Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. Take care. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.